This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I'm Emma and I'm Mina and we're from Tangata Tumoto Trust and you're listening to Pollyhood. <laughs> Greetings and massive Nisa Bulavanaka. Uh, it is Fijian Language Week this week, so we are celebrating the beautiful language and culture that is, that is uh, Fijian. Uh, how are you doing, Joe? Good, man. Uh, it's good. A Fijian Language Week lasting from the 2nd of October through to the 8th. Uh, Fijian Language Weeks are so cool. I'm enjoying them. Thank you to MPP for promoting these hard. Um, and, yeah, it's just good to have Pacific Language Weeks. It's fun. And I'm looking forward to what the uh, students hold, what the Fijian community uh, have for this weekend, uh, because when the Fijians uh, have something to put on, man, they show up, man. Yeah, and I think um, if you're in Otatahi and you're not doing anything tomorrow, I think they have the closing, uh, yeah, the Fijian community are holding the closing ceremony for uh, Fijian Language Week. Uh, at the student space so if uh, you're not doing anything tomorrow uh, come on down to Ala and uh, help to celebrate the uh, Easter closing but yeah you're so right with uh, MPP and um, helping to celebrate these languages it's been really awesome because I've learnt a lot and I don't think I would have had it not been for these language weeks Mm. yeah the Fijian language week um, like cards and language cards and resources can all be downloaded from the MPP website and they've got they've got language cards uh, stories and social media uh, resources that you can use so you can download those for free from the MPP website <laughs> anyway on to upu of the week and today's upu Today's upu, or I should have actually said like the word of the week in Fijian, but I forgot to do that. <laughs> upu <laughs> of the week is moku singa. So that there, moku singa means to fool around or to kill time. So yeah, when you're just mucking around, when you're trying to, when you're waiting for someone to show up and you need an extra minute, if you've got a couple of minutes up your sleeve and someone asks you, what are you up to? I am just killing time. I think or, I did a lot yeah. of that back at uh, high school. Eh? <laughs> killing time. <laughs> From 9am to 3pm. <laughs> yeah. uh, just waiting for that clock to get to interval or lunchtime. But that's a really cool, mm. um, really cool name. Mukusinga. Um, but yeah, as we were mentioning, it is uh, Fijian Language Week. So for this episode, we're going to be chatting about uh, facts and some cool things about Fiji that you may or may have or that you may have heard of or may have not heard of. So please join us after this. 
Are you interested in taking part in or learning more about Pacifica crafting? Join the Island Breeze Social Club each Tuesday afternoon. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumutu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup.
there was George Rigoso, better known by his stage name Fiji, with Come Over. I love that song. And uh, I enjoy a lot of Fiji's music. The man. Like, as soon as you hear that, it's, I think, old school. I think, like, straight away back to uni times. Yeah. Like, you can't go wrong you can... with Fiji's, with any of his songs. Like, I specifically remember, like, if we go to, like, get-togethers at uni, or we're holding events at uni, that's the first song that they'll play. We need to, um, to kick things off. We need to have an episode on uh, songs that bring up certain memories. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Fiji would have a lot. Yeah. Nostalgic ones. On today's show, we're going to be talking about seven facts about the beautiful island of Fiji. And we chose seven because, of course, their legendary sevens team that is world-beating uh, current or former world champions and always a threat in the sevens game. So I'll let Sam start us off with our first fact about Fiji. So, um, yeah, as we, like, when we research these facts, I'm always, like, delighted when I find some really cool ones. And Fiji have some really cool fun facts. Um, so I'll start us off with uh, one real cool one that I found. Uh, if you didn't know, the practice of walking on hot stones actually began in Fiji. Uh, in Fiji, it is common practice and it is the birthplace of fire walking. The legend is that around 500 years ago in the village of Nakarovu, a young man named Tuna Ivi Kalita was asked to search for an eel for his elder. On his hunt, he came across a spirit god in the form of a small man uh, who was asking him for help. He promised that he would give him the ability to control fire in exchange for his services, meaning he could walk on fire. Uh, Fijians believe this power was passed down through his blood and has been practiced as a tradition, or as yeah, as a as a traditional ceremony. How did you know that that um, fire walking started in Fiji? No, I had no idea, um, but I know it was started in the Pacific Islands uh, because of my uncles would tell me that it started in in the Pacific Islands because, you know, Umu, how it's put under the ground, after successful Umu, like, people who cooked it have to have to walk over the stones as a, like, just to finish it. Oh, wow. So once it's been lifted, uh, and they just go for, like, they dare someone to walk over. That's like a challenge to walk over the hot rock. Wow, if anyone ever dared me, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, well, my uh, my feet would not even be able to handle walking over rocks, um, <laughs> cold. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that is really interesting to find out that it started in Fiji. That's awesome. This next one for all you Casanovas uh, out there in Fiji, the gift of a tooth is a sign of love. So, in the Fijian tradition, if you wanted to propose to someone, um. And it, this is an act that's been practiced for hundreds of years. You have to present your lover and their family with the tooth of a sperm whale. So I don't think it's like heavily practiced nowadays. That'd be really hard to get a tooth of a sperm whale. Uh, known as Tabua in Fiji, the act of giving a whale's tooth is the most respected act of showing your love to someone. So just like when presenting a ring your loved one, to your loved one, the more diamonds, the more impressive the ring is. But in Fiji, the more teeth presented, the more honourable the gift is. 
Stay practicing politeness is important within the Fijian culture. Therefore, the giver will always be humble about the gift, and the receiver will always talk up the gift. Um, Fijian teeth. I mean, Fijian uh, sperm whale teeth. I don't know about you. Hard to find. Yeah, I don't know about you, but if someone gave me um, a sperm whale's tooth, I'd be like, oh my gosh. Like, imagine you're wanting to propose to, you know, uh, your partner. And then you're like, sweet, I'm just going to go for a dive. (laughs) Got to go find myself some sperm whale teeth. Yeah. How are you going to get that? And like, you know how we were, you know, initially I would never have thought whales go out to the Pacific Islands. But we read facts about Tonga not too long ago, and that uh, whales go all the way out to Tonga too. Yeah, um, that was a cool fact that we learned uh, during the Tongan Language Week. Mm. Uh, yeah, travelling all over the place. Um, our next uh, fact I have for you guys is uh, if you guys have seen Fiji water, uh, it is actually from Fiji. And this is something that I've always questioned. I'm like, is, is Fiji water actually from Fiji? And I say this because um, I, I see it everywhere. I think even when I was in Japan, I saw Fiji water in some stores. So I was like, surely this isn't from Fiji. But if you didn't know, it is actually uh, made in Fiji. Uh, it is, it's been produced here since 1996. And it is a natural, uh, the natural water source of Fiji contains the minerals and other properties to benefit your health. So yeah, Fiji water is actually made in Fiji. Yeah, I, do you know what? It goes so far as that I've seen it in films. Yeah, I've seen Fiji water like in films, docos. Yeah, so it's instantly recognizable too. Mm. Fact number four is Fiji's sea snake is more venomous than common land snakes, and this is a fact that I don't like because in no Pacific Islands I want to go for a swim, and the mere thoughts of a Poisonous sea snake has got to keep me out of the water. So the black and white banded sea snake, oh, this is like, when I think of sea snakes, this is sea snakes, weird. Sea snakes, I automatically think of the black and white banded one. So the black and white banded sea snake is commonly found along Fiji's coastline, coastline and lagoons. But uh, actually, it's a very docile snake and will only attack if provoked or disturbed. Its venom is 20 times stronger than that of a land snake, but luckily for humans, its mouth is so small that it cannot bite us. It is said that its mouth is so small that it would only be able to open wide enough to be able to bite the webbing between a baby's fingers, although this has never been proven. Yeah, I'm not taking that risk. As soon as I see a snake or something like that, I'm just I'm just going to stay on the sand. I'm fine. That snake, honestly, like I don't want this to come back and bite me. <laughs> but that snake just sounds useless. Oh, um, imagine having um, venom that is twenty times more stronger than that of a land snake, but you can't even bite your or like bite your, you know, your um, I don't know, your next meal or whatever. Mm. It's like so. Imagine uh, having superpowers, but it's useless. Like imagine being Wolverine, but your um. Your things only come out like one centimeter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> just like just like, that's 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 all I'm thinking about when I read that for the first time. I was like, oh wow! But then as I like, can't even open its mouth to bite anyone, I was like, oh, what's the point of having all this venom? <laughs> <laughs> 
Isn't it the same for like the spider, the daddy long leg spider? Like, doesn't it have some sort of venom, but they their bite isn't strong enough to pierce human skin? I did no, nah, I've never heard that one before, eh, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it is. Um, and I'm not going to look it up because yeah. spiders freak me out. And Danny Longley's, I, I find them like all good, eh? When I see them, like, oh, it's, oh, it's a cute little spider. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, our fifth uh, fact for you guys is uh, cover is the traditional drink of Fiji. So uh, if you know anything about Fiji, you will know this, and that cover plays a huge role in not only uh, traditional uh, customs within Fiji, but also social customs as well. Cover, um, which translates or which translates to mean bitter is a root that is grown throughout the Pacific Islands. It is considered a herbal medicine for its sedating and anesthetic qualities. And the cover root is often dried and then ground into powder, which is mixed with water for consumption. Have you ever had cover, Joe? Yeah, I've had it before. And I can tell you this, the Fijians love their cover, man. Yeah. All um, the Pacific things that I go to, it's they're the first ones to, to whip it out. Is the Fijians. Yeah, I, I would like to know, the, uh, is it the same if you have cover from Samoa versus Tonga versus Fiji? Mm, I'm thinking it's going to be different, bro. Yeah. It's got to be different. Because even the taro, or mm. what they call dalo, is, is different in those three different islands. Like, there's a Fijian taro, which is purple. Mm. And the Tongan taro, like, this, the cover's got to be different too. And I don't think I've had Fijian cover, but only the Samoan no. one. Maybe we'll have some tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Fact number six is that there are surfing crocodiles in Fiji. I know when I first read this, I was thinking of the, like, wait, the crocodiles on boards? But no. <laughs> the saltwater <laughs> crocodile has been found to island hop in, South, in the South Pacific Ocean. In 2006, biologist Hamish Campbell tagged 27 crocodiles to monitor their movement between the South Pacific Islands. The results showed that the world's largest living reptile would use the surface currents and tides to ride the waves to reach far distances. <laughs> yeah. On smaller, more remote islands, it is easier to find food sources such as turtles, explaining the vast distances travelled. So these turtles would body surf to different islands to enjoy different kinds of foods. <laughs> That's so cool. So if you're ever out on a cruise and you just spot, you might spot yourself um, just a wild sea water, salt water crocodile, eh? Yeah, salt water croc just um, catching a wave catching. to go to another island to get a, to get a feed. Um, which ties in very nicely to our final, final fact. Um is that there, Fiji is made up of 332 islands. So these crocodiles have heaps of islands to visit, which makes sense as to why they would want to uh, um, surf, conserve their energy. Um, but yeah, out of those 332 islands, uh, there are four main islands uh, where most of the population lives. Uh, Viti Levu, Vana Levu, Onoilau, and Kadavu Island. So... Out of 332, there are only four that uh, most other population live on um, in Fiji. Mm. Yeah, and Fiji, like, um, 
the main island where most people stay. Um, I was I was going to say, have you travelled to anyone's outside of the main island? Nah, I've only ever been to the main island. Uh, is it the one that has Nandi Airport? Mm, yeah. Yeah, and there was only like a transit uh, on the way back from Japan, but that was um, when I found out that we were transiting through Fiji, uh, I asked my partner if we could extend our stay an extra night. So if we could leave not the next day, but the next day after that. And yeah, mm. we managed to work it. And then, yeah, we spent two um, two days in Fiji on the way back to Christchurch, which was uh, very good because uh, we were able to freshen up back in Fiji and then we arrived back in Christchurch without any real jet lag. But yeah, sad to nice. say we didn't travel too much in Fiji because, uh, yeah, after travelling through Japan, the money was spit low. <laughs> <laughs> so we just hung back at the hotel and uh, went for strolls around uh, oh, around the facilities and that. But it was a very beautiful country. And um, yeah, I still remember our cab driver. Very, very uh, uh, nice person. Uh, very polite. And yeah, definitely enjoyed. How about you, Joe? Yeah, I enjoyed my time in Fiji. I think I spent three days there. Uh, and we stayed at a really nice resort. It was so good. The breakfast was nice. Like the swimming pool, like you jump into the pool so you could swim to a part where like there was a swimming pool bar. And they were just like, yeah, I, I don't, how do I explain it? Yeah, so you jump in the pool, which is just outside the breakfast buffet. And you can swim underneath this thing. And then when you pop your head back up, you're in like a swimming pool bar. That is so and there's cool. a guy that's serving you drinks. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. Although the cab people were late to pick us up from the uh, hotel, meaning we were very late and very stressed getting to the airport. Oh, no. To make it on time. <laughs> so, yeah. And speaking about time, that there is the end of our chat, and we'll catch you back after this. To all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samu dance classes each Thursday at 11am. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Welcome back. Um, one final fact I think uh, that really uh, needs to be mentioned is that Fiji actually through the success of their sevens team, created a $7 note. Do you know if that $7 note, like, was just a one-off thingy, or? Yeah, I think it was a one-off. It was just a, um, you know, like, we had a $10 note for the Millennium. It was, like, one of those ones. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a commemorative note, $7 note for the sevens team. Yeah, which is well-deserved. Yeah, well, well-deserved. Um, one last thing I want to uh, quickly mention is that uh, it is White Sunday on Sunday for a lot of our children and stuff, and I know Sefa is uh, involved very greatly within the production uh, of the PIC White Sunday this Sunday. So I just want to say uh, good luck to Sefa, and um, I know how stressful you have been over the last couple of weeks here you've been mentioning you've been having practices and you know half the cast turn up on one session and then half the cast turn up on the next session but not the, f- the other half they turned up on the last session so 
Um, <laughs> have you been able to have a full run practice with everybody? No. Nope. Uh, it's our seniors that uh, haven't been showing up. And so we've been missing the second act of our play for the whole time. And this is the final week. We have two more practices. But also the seniors, you know, they've had a very disruptive year at high school. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, very difficult for them to juggle time uh, for Sunday mm. school as well as school. So I understand. Yeah. But good luck on that, Sefa, and good luck to everyone else uh, around Otahi or around uh, Aotearoa who are performing at White Sunday and, um, yeah, bringing back memories of when we used to do White Sunday, Sefa, and at the, um, afterwards would have the meanest feed at home. Yes, good luck to everyone, as Sam was saying, and earn that KFC. It's well worth it. Children's Day, White Sunday. Tough Day Lover for joining us for this podcast. If you missed this episode or any of our other, other podcasts, you can download them from the Plains FM website or from the Sam Sefer radio page. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Tangata Atamoti Trust. Have an awesome weekend from us. Pollyhood. That was Pollyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz. Pollyhood.